Welcome to Tiki Central Canada. Ever wonder what's in that cool, refreshing drink that you just have to have on that hot summer's day? Mmm, me too. Picture a man going on a journey beyond sight and sound. He has left society. He has entered Tiki Central with palm trees, beach sand, blue skies, and God, get me a drink now. Here are your hosts, Craig and Cam, and their wacky views in drinks, life, and maybe information. Hey, folks, and how are we doing today? Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tiki Central Canada. Mm. Woohoo! Yeah. Yes, we're back. We're back. Yeah, we're back in the office doing some work, of course, and I do my research. Yeah, so, absolutely. So kind of wet and miserable outside, so Lord knows we don't Why not be, be inside and be tropical, mm. right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So I'm Craig. I'll be your bartender, mixologist, and information for the hour. Mm-hmm. I'm just a dude who kind of wandered off from the street. Uh, name's Cam. Uh, some people <laughs> call me Boxcar Cam. Uh, <laughs> Boxcar Cam. That's right. <laughs> Wait, wait, what was that show where the guy had the dog and he always was riding the train all the time? It was in the 80s. Oh, my God. I I think what you're talking about is the show where there was a dog that wandered the rails. And it was called The Littlest Hobo. That was it, yeah. He didn't need no man to tell him where to go. That's right. But he always go around solving, like, getting adventures and solving crimes and stuff. That's right. There's a place (laughs) that just keeps calling me. (laughs) I'm surprised you actually remember the theme. Oh, yeah. Little as hobo. Welcome to uh, Cam's karaoke hour here. <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be listening to the smooth silence of Kenny G all there day, we go. every day. <laughs> now it sounds like radio now. Yeah, okay, there yeah, we go. Fair enough. All yeah. right, so let's make some... Actually, i got to do some, a couple of quick announcements. Before announcements? We announcements. Okay, students, uh, there's some announcements for the show today. Um, so uh, we actually want to welcome our new listeners. We, in the last month alone, have gained actually 65 to 70 new listeners on the show. So welcome, Hi, everybody, everybody, if you haven't listened welcome. to our show before. Mm-hmm. And also, too, we also have a contest going on on our website and also on our Facebook account and our Twitter account. And it's a giveaway for $25 for a gift certificate for Visa. 25 bucks? Where do you get 25 bucks? I want 25 bucks. Up and I broke my piggy bank. And mm. uh, yeah, here we go. Well, the I didn't know right I was going to ask you because, you know, you're, you're doing any chipping for beer. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> Come on. Uh. Uh, no, so what it is is that all you have to do is retweet our uh, podcast uh, post or also follow us um, then also follow us on uh, Facebook or share mm-hmm. or like our Facebook page mm-hmm. um, or even go just to the website and that gets you into the contest right and like every every one of those There's that you point. do you get a point it's a ballot then, yeah exactly so you can actually get up to I think five ballots okay towards the contest yeah so it's doing really well and uh, we want to thank Rochelle our uh, media coordinator she's actually the one who coordinated all that and did all that work for us it's fantastic thanks for yeah she's doing an awesome job for us hmm. so that is the announcements i have that's no, good that's good i was getting bored anyway i know so, um, i never listened to him in school either you know yeah really? uh, no good could come from that yeah. <laughs> so what are we talking about well i'll give you a clue how's that I'll, I'll i'll play a sound bite and then you figure out what it is Steve Austin, astronaut, a man barely alive. Gentlemen, we can rebuild him. We have the technology, we have the capability to make the first world's bionic man. 
Steve Austin will be that man. Better than he's before. Better, stronger, faster. Six million dollar man? Yes, that's what it was. Hey! I wasn't sure at first. I thought it might be Stone Cold Steve Steve Austin. Austin. But I hear he he, he, he was crushed. He's he's half bionic. I heard he was crushed by a rock, though. Hey, yo! Uh, So, so, uh, six million dollar man. smell what I'm cooking? Uh, Well, it doesn't smell good, I'll tell you that much. Uh, Six million dollar man, that's the name of the drink? No, actually, that's not the name of the drink, but that Mm. is a clue to the drink, and the name of the drink is actually called Test Pilot. That's the name of the drink we're doing today. Okay. Well, well, hopefully this is not a test. uh, you know, because uh, the last time you pulled that trick, where you just like switch water out. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't particularly impressed. No, to not too good. How'd the drink start? Okay, so the drink started actually 1941 with guess who? Don the Beachcomber. Don the Beachcomber again. That's right. Boy, one oh of the creators he, uh, of tiki culture. Yeah, he certainly uh, he gets pops around. up a lot. Mm-hmm. He gets around. Yeah, for sure. Well, in 41. Okay, so you're looking at, uh, you know, not quite. Well, the Americans haven't entered World War Two, and right, you know, but it's uh, t- times are are uh, uh, turbulent. Yes, for sure. Lots of jet lag. Yeah. Um, mm. dun, dun, dun. Mm. Actually, what it is is that World War Two was a growing um, time of uh, for aviation, and actually, it was the no first yeah. war that, if you think about it, actually, the aviation was involved by both all the sides. Yeah. So, in other words. Well, everyone, it was a much major role. Everyone, yeah. yeah, major role. Everyone used aviation to get to more ground, mm-hmm. right? You control the skies, you control the land. That's right. right. Now, Don Beachcomber actually had did actually get into World War II. Mm-hmm. And he was a soldier. Well, well, well or drafted. Hold on, let me explain what exactly he did. You know, he could say he was in World War II, but... Uh, Please tell me he was working for the Allies. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He was working for the Allies. Okay, okay. 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 No, he wasn't working. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, actually, what he did is he actually Hair said... Hair Beachcomber. Hair Beachcomber. <laughs> that's right. That's my time. Yeah. Um, no, actually, what he did is he actually set up uh, rest and relaxation camps for officers <laughs> in the Army Air Corps. Brilliant. So in other words, like, hey, you've had a long day. Yeah, killing just a tool, relax. man. I just want to sit here and make drinks. That's it. Uh, and, and fluff your pillow for you. And somehow I? Uncle Sam bought that. And so, yeah, so I imagine he, he didn't see a minute of combat in Probably not. Period. No, no, no. Oh, well, that's no, good. No. That's good. So he actually did have a great, great appreciation, obviously, for the Air Force. And that's why the name of the Drake came from. Okay, yeah. Test pilot. And uh, I mean, particularly in those days, that would have been an incredibly dangerous job. Oh, for sure. Because like mm-hmm. we said, like, there was new uh, technology in aviation. Mm-hmm. So guess what? You would have to have a test pilot to yeah. try that aviation out, right? A.K.A. guinea pig. Uh, yeah. yeah. So get in this plane. We're not quite sure if it's going to fly or not, but uh, if it does, you're going to be a hero. Yeah. <laughs> if <laughs> and not, if not well, we'll you'll put... be a hero. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, there'll be just test B and yeah. C and D. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's> right. <laughs> Are you familiar with a purple heart? You know? That's right. Yeah. You'll get one. It'll be on your grave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so during this time of history, actually, for modern aviation, it was also known as the Jet Age. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess it'd be the beginning of the jet age because, I mean, right. like, like like the Luftwaffe, the German Air Force, yes. had been experimenting and had produced uh, jet fighters uh, yes. at a time where everybody else was using uh, propeller uh, propulsion. Uh, but they weren't able to, like, they, they weren't able to produce them in enough numbers and they came out too late in the war to actually have a major impact on, on the, like, like how the war ended up. But if, you know, if those... Uh, 
Imagine this came out. Well, that yeah, that would be a different outcome. Well, no, and that's exactly it. I mean, if they had if if they had had that tech a few years earlier, uh, yeah. we might be living in a very different world. Well, it's strange because you're actually just talking about that. There's a show I watch. It's on the Discovery Channel. It's called Nazi Megastructure. Ah, uh, yeah. And so you watch a show, and you almost like, oh my god, they could have won the war. Holy jeez. They you know were, what I mean? They were very high in tech. They were technology a wacky wise. bunch. Yeah. But I mean, they were always pushing the envelope uh, for anything. Submarines, airplanes, trains. Killing people. Killing people. But I'm just saying is that they made... They, 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 well, Hitler it's German engineering, the envelope, right? right? Yeah, German, for sure. German engineering. And uh, just like with a modern day BMW, I'm sure the repairs cost an arm and a leg. That's right. <laughs> Things came to a screeching halt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, you'll need to buy this part, but uh, that will be $10 million. That will be $10 yeah. million. Dollars. We can't do that. So what? What? what, what uh, so what's what in this, this drink? All right, so this actually is a Don Beachcomber original drink. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of Polynesian restaurants after that tried to clone it. Sure. As we talked talk about before, you know, if you did the, the Google for test pilot, mm-hmm. you probably see a thousand recipes, sure. right? Um, so that happened. So a lot of them are actually known as the jet pilot, ace pilot, space pilot, and astronaut. So those are some of the, just oh, the names okay. of the clones that were, came out of the whole process. That's kind of fun because you can kind of figure out when those would have, like, I mean, I like to think so. So it's like jet pilot probably came out before ace pilot but then you got space pilot and astronaut like i bet those were Came closer 60s yeah late 60s, 60s right? 70s, 70s like early 70s yeah yeah That's because neat. then you get like when a cultural space age yeah when, when the space age actually took off yeah. right yeah oh, we were neat. born to go to the moon that's it we were oh. we were trying our hardest to get to the moon that's not what your drink <laughs> can do for you <laughs> but what you can do for your drink <laughs> but how much you can drink <laughs> So you is, that your, the, is that your slogan, Cam? <laughs> it might be. Uh, uh, I, I I haven't uh, invested in a tombstone yet, but... Uh, I bet you that'll be yeah, on there. You just wait. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but you still haven't told me what's in this thing. All right, so let's do Don Beachcomber's recipe. So Don Beachcomber recipe is one and a half ounces of dark Jamaican rum, mm. uh, three quarters of an ounce of Puerto Rican rum, and that's just like light white rum, okay. uh, three teaspoons of Cointreau, mm. Uh, you can also use Grand Marnier for that, by the way, if you don't have Quattro. Okay. Uh, half ounce of fresh lime juice. So, yes, that is freshly squeezed. Half ounce of florum. And we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, dashes of bitter, like mm-hmm. a dash of bitters. Mm-hmm. Six drops of Pernod. Hmm. And then crushed ice. Now, we just made this before the show. Yeah. And so, I, what was your take on it? I, I have to admit that it basically tasted like liquid licorice. Um, I happen to like black licorice, so it wasn't a big issue, but it was sort of a lightly sweetened black licorice flavor. I have and to it, agree. It really felt like there was too much anise or like, like, like the, the Pernod. The, yeah, exactly. The Pernod. Um, so if you're actually making this recipe, I think the suggestion that we're both making, and I, mm. both, I, I agree with you on that one, is that maybe to tone down the, the Pernod. Yeah, like significantly. Yeah, like maybe one drop. About, you know what you could probably do is to do one drop at a time. And then so taste do one drop, it. Yeah. taste it. Maybe do another drop yeah. if you want more in there. Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure, and I, Lord knows I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that this is the first time I've had a drink with, uh, let me see here, 2.25 ounce, two and a quarter ounces of rum. Other than the zombie that we had from Chris. Did, 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 did. Right. Let me finish. Oh, oh, okay. Two and a quarter ounces of rum, and I couldn't taste a lick of rum in this. 
That's true. I didn't taste any. The rum. licorice just dominates. It, it totally dominates. Yeah. And it's so strange because it is it's such a, shame. a small amount. Yeah. It's so yeah. overbearing. It's insane. Yeah. No, it packs wow. a wallet. But you also mentioned, okay, so uh, so you know, like like re- recommendation, I guess, from us to like like ease tone off. Down on, on the Pernod. Yeah, yeah. Ease off on the Pernod. But you also mentioned Falernum again. Yes. And I remember us talking about this. This is sort of like like the uh, the alchemy alchemist concoction that uh, right a secret ingredient. Yeah, the mixologists add uh, and. We had it with Chris. I yes. remember Chris, he made us zombies. Like, like well, you were yes. just mentioning the yes. zombies. The zombies, yeah. yeah. So Chris from Evo, and uh, one of our episodes, if you mm-hmm. want to go back in our library, mm-hmm. uh, we talked about the zombie, and one of the ingredients was the fluorum. Mm-hmm. And so, 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 yeah, but he wasn't particularly forthcoming. Well, no, it's a secret ingredient of tiki culture. Yeah. Donnie Beachcomber himself even would not give up this recipe. Yeah. And you weren't very forthcoming when I bugged you afterwards <laughs> either. Well, can you keep a secret? Not really. Well, then I'm not good. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Actually, uh, what we'll do is between we'll, you, me, and our listeners. Yeah. So, yeah, so what we'll do is actually well, we're not going to go through it on the air right now because okay. it is actually a pretty extensive uh, pretty process. Involved. Okay. Yeah. There's lots of stages to it and steps to it. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to put it in the details and on a recipe page on our website. Um, but yeah, it's there's a lot of steps to it. You got to basically ferment something for 24 hours, and then you got to cook something, and then you got to cool down something and mm-hmm. it's, it's a process okay okay um i do recommend making this in small batches if you do make it because i mean the lifespan is maybe like two weeks tops maybe. oh geez okay so, so it's you don't want to make a fresh batch and, of yeah. it and then end up you really end up using a couple of drops of it and then right. you just throw the rest away right yeah, yeah. so okay. you don't want to be doing that no for yeah. sure now down the states though you can buy florum um Actually, at their liquor stores. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, okay. Canada, we can't. So, so, so the sort of the standardized flaring down yeah. there. No, you get different brands, I bet. Exactly. But, so yeah. you also got to get different results. Sure. So yeah. if you're in the States and you're making this recipe and you're using a flaring from a liquor store, do remember that you might get a different result than if you actually just make it from scratch. Sure. So we've mentioned, like, like we mentioned a couple of sort of the the knockoffs. Yes. Of this drink. So Jet Pilot, Ace Pilot, Space Pilot, Astronaut. Yeah, honestly, it kind of, uh, it kind of rem- reminds me of... Uh, toys i would get in uh, in the 80s <laughs> right. like like i was really really into transformers okay which ah, which if you don't okay. know folks were like plastic toys that looked like a vehicle and then you could convert, move, could convert them into a robot and then um, turn into multi-billion dollar movies michael bay yeah i, I still don't michael understand bay that must be loving it now. um but but one of the things that got me about those is that you know i'm pretty sure everybody has that one well-meaning aunt or uncle who really wants to get you exactly what you want want for your birthday or christmas but they just they don't know how to do the shopping and so instead of ending up with optimus prime you end up with like a robot warrior truck that's right, the clone. Yeah, the clone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the so, no name knockoff. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And, and you know the quality's a little bit lower, and, and like the, the transformation. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's just it's chintzy. And then of course you had to smile and go, "Geez, thanks, Uncle Gee, Bill." Exactly, I love it. Exactly. It's great. Oh my god. So, so when I'm sort of 
like 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 the drinks you mentioned, jet pilot, ace pilot, astronaut, etc. Like I'm kind of lumping those into that category. Right. Those are just clones of the original. Yeah, but but exactly. were there any kind of variations on a theme that were kind of like deserve like like they deserve like, recognition? Yeah, exactly. Like 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 they took the core idea and then ran with it. So yeah, so Trader Vic actually made his own version of it. Okay. And he called it the Jet Pilot. So oh, okay. So so on the, the Beachcombers, yeah. Jet Pilot, Test Pilot. Yeah. So his recipe was a quarter ounce of lemon juice, a quarter ounce of the florum, which we talked about, and we'll mm-hmm. put the recipe out there for that. Three quarters of an ounce of light Puerto Rican rum. Now for that, actually, if I don't mention before in the other recipe, you could actually just use Bacardi. Okay. Uh, Bacardi is a Puerto Rican rum, so it classifies into that uh, category. Mm-hmm. Uh, one and three quarter ounces of dark Jamaican rum, mm-hmm. and uh, a quarter ounce of Cointreau. So oh. if you notice, there, there's no Pernod. No Pernod. No lime juice. Yeah. No bitters. It's more of a matter of deletion rather than addition, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe we should try this one out next time. I, I concur. I think, I think we need to try this here, one here. out for next time, for sure. Here, here. Yeah. yeah, so what you can do is you can take all those ingredients, you can shake it all up with some ice cubes and then a shaker, and then instead of straining it, you're actually just going to pour that directly into the glass. Hmm. Okay, yeah. like ice and all. Exactly. Ice right. and all. Yeah, okay. exactly. Hmm. So that actually sounds like a... a it's for me anyway that sounds a bit more attractive yeah um but i'm wondering if there's other variations on the theme or or, or duplicates well duplicates or mm-hmm. or real like like attempts to change the the basic nature of the drink right so actually in 1958 there was another version that was made mm-hmm. and again called the jet pilot okay and it's a popular cocktail by steve crane's Luau Restaurant. Hmm. The Luau Restaurant, I think, is in the States in California, actually. Okay. And Steve Crane was a bartender that was famous for tiki culture, but it wasn't a creator. He wasn't a guy that moved the culture. He was just hmm. one of the famous bartenders that worked in the culture. Okay, I got Yeah, he was like yeah. like celebrity bartender slash craftsman exactly. kind of thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like Adele de Graff, right? Okay. Adele de Graff of mixology. So basically, he didn't create... You know any new drinks? He mm. just basically he was just really good at making really them. good at making them. Right. right. So how did he make his uh, version? So his recipe is one ounce of dark Jamaican rum, uh, three quarters of an ounce of golden Puerto Rican rum. So not the white rum, mm-hmm. but the golden rum. Uh, three quarter ounce of one fifty one proof Demerara rum. So this thing is getting a little yeah. Well, I was gonna toxic. say it's 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 interesting <laughs> that that every recipe you've given so far the uh, alcohol percentage like like yeah, it's just getting higher and higher, yeah. and higher and higher. <laughs> just getting higher and higher as we go yeah. along here. Uh, half an ounce of fresh lime juice, half an ounce of grapefruit juice. Mm, now you see, I think I'd like that because like I mean, granted, lime juice and lemon juice are citrus, but I yeah. find grapefruit adds. Something a nice little tart. It's yeah, not overbearing. Well, yeah, and it's not the sour, it, it's the I, tartness. I that, think it uh, balances it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've made some drinks with grapefruit juice, and I find what it does, it actually kind of balances out the drink. The only thing I found that grapefruit doesn't work well with is beer. And I'm I'm actually serious, because no, you can get like grapefruit-infused beers, but I find that really the only thing you get mm-hmm. of the grapefruit in those is the bitterness, like the sourness, without no. any um, without any of the sweetness or flavor. Right. Now, that's funny, interesting you say that, because one of the beers that you order for me, the Dominion City Sunsplit. Oh, the Sunsplit IPA. I found IPA, that yeah. very grapefruity. It's very citrusy, but I, I would suggest, like, like it's it's a sweet citrus. Okay. Because um, when I pour, I can smell grapefruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, there's definitely, like, grapefruit notes in there, but yep. those come from the hops rather mm. than from actual, like, grapefruit in- oh, okay. infusion. Oh, okay. And beers that I've had that have, like... 
we use grapefruit in the in the brewing process. Yeah. They generally come out with a really weird bitterness that's right. distinct to grapefruit, but doesn't taste anything like grapefruit. Right. Uh, I mean that. That's and of course, that just ruins the beer. Yeah, I do not like them. No, I, I don't blame you. I wouldn't no. want my beer tasting like grapefruit either. No. Sorry. Anyway, okay. So, uh, so Add sugar to that one. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Well, no, and that's exactly it. You, you need some sugar to kind of balance yeah. it out. Well, because so, that's what I used to do as a kid. I'd get grapefruit for my mom, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, can you pass me the sugar? Yeah. There we go. Put some sugar on top. Now, yeah, yeah. now I can eat it now. Okay. Yeah. Sprinkle it on. <laughs> exactly. Brilliant. Uh, okay. So let's go back to the recipe. So yep. dash of bitters. Okay. So and yeah. then yep. six drops of the Pernod, which we just talked about. Right. So, you know. Might want to tone that down you, a bit. Use under advisement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, half ounce of cinnamon infused syrup. Your, one of your favorite spices you mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. Uh, half ounce of florum, which we just mm-hmm. talked about. And then four ounces of crushed ice. It's a lot of ingredients. It's a lot of layers in there. Yeah. Well, and a lot of ice, actually, as well. Yeah. Is it uh, shaken or stirred? Flash blend. is actually is flash blend, which we talked about, I think, in a previous show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the, Actually, the zombie. Yeah, it was the zombie. Oh, yeah? Oh, so okay. the flash blend, what it is, is that you put all this in the blender, put it in the ice, and then you're going to just kind of do a sporadic off-on, oh, off-on, yeah, yeah, off-on. Yeah, yeah, Just the zzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzz
Okay. Um, and then just were non-existent. Why? That. Like, like, do you have any sense of why that occurred? I mean, I'm, I'm trying to sort of think of modern equivalent and be like, if all the karaoke places suddenly vanished, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no more Jack Daniels. Is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rocky road. Yeah, take I, me home. Country road. Yeah. I <laughs> know uh, that actually was a couple of reasons why there was a downfall in, in the tiki culture. And one of the ones that I th- we've kind of mean, you've talked about before, Four mm-hmm. uh, is the Vietnam War. So 1955, sure. all of a sudden the Vietnam War starts. Now Vietnam yeah. is not in a Polynesian area, mm-hmm. but the problem is, is that it's so tropical. French Indochina. It's, <laughs> uh, it's the problem is that it's so tropical that it just it's too too close to home. So yeah, when you there's go into plenty of palm trees, palm and, trees, yeah. masks. Yeah, you know a lot of coastline. Yeah. yeah, and of course, then the food too. Also, that's served in the tiki bars mm-hmm. is, is Asian, right? So also that sure. comes into play as well. Okay, yeah. So it's just too close to so home. So a lot of linkages, kind of, kind of thematic, feel, yeah, kind of tied together that made it like, yeah, it was just too close to home. Well, yeah, I mean, if you've been suffering, like you know, if you got PTSD from coming back from Vietnam, and, and then you go into a tiki bar, yeah, it's probably not a good idea. You gotta also like jump the waiter. Yeah, well. <laughs> Uh, Tell me where you're planning your general. Hi, is. my name's Charlie. I'll be your waiter today. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me who your general is. Where's yeah. your Where's your home base? Uh, uh, also, too, the baby boomers came into play, so they were not fans of people like, say, like Richard Nixon, who was a regular actually at Trader Vic's. So, oh god, oh dear god, yeah. yeah. So they all see Tricky Dick himself. Tricky Dick himself. Yeah. That's right. Oh. That's right. He'll be here today. Oh, I'm not a crook. <laughs> I'm not a crook. Yeah. Um, so okay, yeah, that generation so... didn't want to follow any of those guys. Uh, yeah. Also, too, in the '60s and '70s, guess what happened? Dance clubs. Staying alive, staying alive. Oh, ha, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. So right. that kicked into play. And of course, drinks were not the thing to go for. It was more about the dance floor and the music and, and the a, cocaine and the heavy cocaine, apparently. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So the drinks were like not an important issue. Born a couple decades too late. Damn it. <laughs> and if Cam's mom's listening, yeah. he didn't Hi, Mom, say that. I love that. you. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> Uh, also, too, vodka was introduced to the U.S. Um, in the 40s. Oh, and that's so, just so bizarre. I mean, yeah. yeah so I know we're in the wrong generation. Right? Yeah. We're just totally. Yeah. So in the 60s, of course, then became the three martini lunch. Hey, oh, guys, right. uh, yeah. I'm going to go for lunch there. Uh, I'll be back in an hour and uh, come back. And I th- I'm I'm ready to work now. Right. Um, right, right. No, no, I had nothing to drink. I'm, I'm yeah, good. Yeah, smell my breath. I'm good. Okay, well, it's well, odorless. Odorless, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 So those things actually came into play. So mm. that's why tiki culture okay, kind of declined. declined yeah. 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 So what's the second generation of tiki? Uh, so the second generation of tiki actually started kicking back in the mid-70s, late 70s. Hmm. Yeah, around hmm. that generation. Hmm. Um, where actually then also tacky became cool. Right, yeah. It's like, uh, it's like shabby chic. Dance bars were, dance uh, clubs were kind of declining. Well, and I seem to recall at some point disco sucked. Yeah. All of a sudden, the people are like, no, disco, disco sucks. Disco sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then people actually wanted to sit down and talk. Yeah. So it was a bit of a backlash <laughs> against the party culture or whatever. Yeah. It was a very brief time where basically like it wasn't cool. Then it came back. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. So what what generation are we in now? What tiki This generation? is actually the third generation. Okay. Okay. Uh, the reason why I call it the third generation is because Mixology also has now taken what they've done. And it's very cool is that mixologists now are taking old tiki recipes, mm-hmm. like the zombie, mm-hmm. uh, and Chris did the exact same thing. Take the zombie 
zombie and then just modify it. Maybe give some sort of new technology or something and create a whole new drink, mm-hmm. but use the original recipe. Mm-hmm. So now we're seeing a different version of these drinks now. Did you know? I did not. Okay, so as we were just talking about the decline of the tiki culture, mm-hmm. let's talk about some facts about that. Sure. So in 1989, Donald Trump, when he bought the Plaza Hotel in New York, he actually closed the Trader Vic location that's actually was at the bottom of the hotel, hmm. located in the hotel, mm-hmm. and had been there since 1965. Oh, man. Yeah, a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a pretty solid uh, length of time for any uh, Yeah. Exactly. 20, what's that, 24 years? 25 years almost, yeah. Um, so he'd yeah. said the same thing as uh, the, the baby boomer said. He considered it tacky, and that huh. he considered that it didn't fit the image of the hotel that he wanted to achieve. Yeah, he was more into so, the faux marble and gold leaf, I guess. You know, it's, it's, yeah, because I don't know about you, but I've got in these bars where like it's like cold. And if you know what I mean by that, what I mean is like just a lot of steel. Yeah, yeah, well, I know exactly. There's no what wood you mean. anywhere. Yeah. No, and you want that. You <laughs> the want chairs it. look like you know, should be they a look great, but they're not comfortable. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't want to go in a place where like if I sit there for more than an hour, I have to keep moving my butt because the chair is not comfortable. Yeah. And there's no wood to be found anywhere. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just too I, much. No, I agree. I agree. You want warmth and coziness in a bar, not yeah. uh, rigid. Uh, uh, I don't austerity. get furniture like that from my house, so why would I want to go to a bar that has that? <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> exactly. So what happened to Trader Vic? So Trader Vic, even though he did close that one location, though, mm-hmm. in the early 16, sorry, 1960s, he actually had over 25 locations around the world. So even good. though we saw, like we just said, there was a decline in Tiki culture. Sure. He was able to prevail that and right, actually right, right. build locations around the world. Yeah, found good locations yeah. and and did did uh, well. Hell, if he had twenty five locations open, he was doing all right. Yeah, and also too, but he also published all of his recipes. I think he got to a point where you know what, secrets out. I need to get it out, and actually, if anything, I'm going to make some money on this. Sure. Yeah. So I mean, so just publish the recipes. Yeah. Instead of someone now stealing them and yeah. publishing no, and you for can, me, you you can come off as the authentic guy and. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right yeah. What about Don? So Don actually uh, went to, unfortunately, <laughs> not so lucky. He hmm. actually got a divorce uh, from his wife. She was called Sunny Sund. Hmm. That's not her real name, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so uh, in the divorce agreement, he was not allowed to build a new restaurant in the oh, States. Oh, she got the right. Oh. So imagine you, you build your empire. Neo oh And then you're like, hey, let's get married. And then like, hey. Take my here. Take my empire, and uh, oh. it's yours now, and I can't do anything with it. That really stings. Yeah, that's that's harsh. Yeah. So guess what he did? So he decides, you know what? If I can't build a new restaurant, but I still want to build restaurants and and venture on more into my in my career. Sure. He moved to the Hawaii, which was not part of the states at the time, and built the Polynesian oh. Village chain of restaurants. Oh, okay. I've never heard of these. Yeah, yeah. So if you go in Hawaii, you will actually will see Polynesian Village restaurants. Okay, and it's the same kind of shtick. And, yeah, it's uh, tiki, yeah, yeah, yeah. basically, you know, lots of uh, tiki culture drinks, yeah, masks. Polynesian style. Polynesian stuff yeah. all over the place. Yeah. yeah, very, very cool. That's awesome. So, yeah, he's like, okay, well, you know, screw hey, you guys. Life I'm gives out of you here. lemons. You make yourself you a tiki lemon drink. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. That should be, see, that should be in my tombstone. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Craig gave, you know, Craig got served lemons and he made tiki drinks with it. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with that. There we go. Nothing wrong with that at all. 
All right, folks. So that is our show. Let you uh, let's give you some information. So mm. we are www.tikicentralcanada.ca. That's all one word. Yep. And on there, like I said, you'll see that we have a new approved website. Uh, so we do have a page for recipes, a page for episodes, a page for links for iTunes, Google Play, and Player FM. That was another one we talked That's about right. before yeah. the platform. Uh, also, too, there is a link for the still the contest. It's going on until November 15th, so do click in and get, get your points, in. guys. Get your points. Yeah. Yeah, it's a $25 gift card going up for that one. And I mean, I, I, I really have to say, and like, like I don't want to toot my own horn here, but I am really impressed with the work I did on the website. It was... Uh, <laughs> That's right. You know, That's all right. the time and effort you I You still haven't in. done a new photo yet, though. Yeah. Mm. I'm waiting for the new photo. I need What's a tripod. Whoa, whoa. Okay. <laughs> that just sounded way too graphic. Well, Please tell me there's going to be clothes involved, okay? Yeah. Um, no promises, man. Okay. <laughs> you lost your Remember? veto. No so. banana boats. Yeah. Okay, whatever, whatever, banana no. hammock. But no banana hammocks. There okay. we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my How God. How about a banana and a hammock? Banana. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How about you and a banana and a hammock? Yeah, yeah, go, yeah. Go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so uh also too you'll see us on facebook twitter and uh, like i said part of the con- the contest actually is retweeting us and mm-hmm. following us on those two spread the word guys platforms just to let you guys know we actually if you notice on our show we have no commercials whatsoever uh we don't have any sponsorship whatsoever on our shows mm-hmm. because i want to make sure that you guys get the show and not get slapped with all kinds of commercials and things like this because i mean i'm sure cam you listen to podcasts and i nothing annoys me more than i'm getting into the podcast and all of a sudden it stops for a commercial break yeah, well, and, you know, and, it's and like, commercial really? breaks are long and tedious, and they're so easy to skip. Yeah, I know, but it's just, like, so annoying. Like, I don't listen to regular radio so for that exact reason. Annoying. So, just to let you guys know, we are, uh, our whole process of our sh- show is by subscribers. Mm-hmm. So, as long as we get subscribers in, then the show continues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, please do subscribe to the show. Please do follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and our, and our webpage. And, uh, yeah, there'll be more and more of us, for sure. And if you have any comments or questions, for sure, def- definitely put on there. Also, too, I wanted to mention that even though this contest, we do are giving away a Visa gift card. In the next contest, which will be in December, if you guys are thinking about maybe a different kind of prize that I can give you guys within Realm. Okay, within Realm. Let's make sure it's within mm-hmm. reason here. Mm-hmm. Um, then, yeah, for sure. Like One of the things I did think about, but I thought maybe wouldn't be working, was maybe a bartender's beginner's kit for mm. someone who wanted to start a, you know bartending at home. Um, so give me your input on that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Cause I mean, we can't give away booze. There's laws against that. Yeah, kind exactly. Of thing. But I mean, uh, you know, uh, if you are example, like you want to make drinks at home and you're like, well, I have a nice beginner's bartender clip with everything that I need to make drinks and mm-hmm. Hey, you know, put that in the comments and yeah, we'll yeah make let that us in know. There. Make That'll it be the next prize. There you go. And I think speaking about, uh, drinks and cocktails, I think we need another one there. I'm uh, running low, running low, uh, ditto here. So mm. I think we need to go. So thanks for listening guys. And, thanks, uh, everybody. stay tuned. And we'll see you guys around next time. Later. Peace. Well, I don't know about you, but I got informed. Guys, hey, guys, where's my drink? Ask not what your drink can do for you, but how much you can drink.